This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains 96.9 FM. My name is Chris and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First, we'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help. Then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who's an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our guest to read the preamble, which is read at the start of every meeting. My name is Jane. I am an alcoholic. The AA preamble. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other, that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. Thank you, Jane. So the big question, what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There's no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has a hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer from cancer. If you are an alcoholic, you are at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it is an allergy of the body coupled with an obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having the first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And yet because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease The alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up the first drink. This makes us powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step program of recovery, which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. This program has a proven track record of helping otherwise hopeless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. 
Okay, for anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. We're just about to interview an AA member who's going to share her experience with alcoholism. Would our guest like to introduce herself and give us a quick sketch of who she is, like age and how long you've been sober and occupation, things like that? Yep, my name's Jane and I'm an alcoholic. Um, yeah, I did everything backwards in this program, but uh, I, in the end it worked for me and I'm very grateful. I was born in Christchurch. Um, I had a alcoholic background and um, I just was told that, that, you know, I had no opinion, my opinions didn't count, I lived in fear, children should be seen and not heard, hide away from the world, that's how you survive, be a good little girl and nothing can go wrong, and um, yes, I believed that, my sister was a bit more argumentative than I was, and it didn't work very well, um, so I believed those things, but the denial that was mentioned in the um, earlier reading, I certainly had that. Um, I had lots of problems. I went, um, did all right at school, but I didn't fit in. I didn't really make, I was only friends with the outcasts and all that sort of thing. I went nursing um, 50 something years ago. I'm 67 years old now. And um, I loved it. It really suited me. But once again, I didn't fit in, you know, in a way. Um, Then I, I went to, as a staff member up at Hanma, um, and that's a long time ago, and I thought I'd learn all the lessons for life and everything would be fine and there wouldn't be any problems. The only thing I really learned there was that alcoholics can help each other and no one else can, and that was the one thing I think that I took away from there. And I still wasn't drinking because um, I knew it wasn't a very good idea and I never found out the answers to life either, <laughs> even though I kept trying. So I got married, married an alcoholic. Um, things didn't go that well, but the denial was um, the thing, you know, I thought I was so closed down and frozen that I really didn't know. I just tried to have the house tidy and the kids brought up right and all those sorts of things. And um, my husband would sit at the table, he drank every day, and he said to me once, um, why don't you have a drink with me? And so I did. And I tripped over the table leg, which had been there for a very long time, and broke my toes, and (laughs) proof that I wasn't a good idea to drink, you see. Okay, so let's go back in time a little bit more, Jane. How long have you been sober? Um, I've been in AA about 30-something years. I certainly haven't been, might be about 15 years. I really don't know. It was hard work, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) And so did you drink socially or drink alone or what what was your pattern? um, I didn't drink when I was out. I had my first drink at home with my husband after some years after I that other but I had a glass of wine with my tea and just snapped just like that. I was in my mid thirties 
And then the morning I went down to the supermarket and bought a cask and I never stopped day and night. Yeah. Just like that. And so um, when did you realise that it was a problem, would you say? I always knew it was a problem. That's why I didn't drink. Mm. And what made you realise that you needed help? What well, sort of things? Have you lost jobs? Have you relationships? Any trouble with the law? That sort of thing. Um, no, I didn't lose my job. I um, was a bit cunning there, though. <laughs> it's easier to keep your job if you're doing night duty and not many people around. <laughs> that was cunning. Um, I have had two DICs. The second one, they towed my car and sold it, and I don't think I've ever got over that. I was really angry about that. <laughs> uh, I drank alone, yeah, I drank at home, drank alone, hid away, still hiding away from the world, um, hoped nobody turned up, that sort of thing. Yeah, so you're isolated? Yes, yeah. very much. Okay. So how did it make you feel? Um, I, it was just, I just couldn't face the world without it. Right. I, I, I don't really know how it made me feel. I just know that I just had to do it. You had to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you describe your rock bottom, what we call your rock bottom? Can you describe yours? Well, I don't know if I really had a rock bottom. Um, my husband died of alcoholism um, and I went through all the poor me's and all that sort of thing and life isn't fair and the guilt and all those sorts of things. Um, but I still kept drinking. But I knew, I'd always known I was an alcoholic. So um, I, I turned up at AA and I still couldn't stay sober. But um, I felt I belonged there, you know. And 30 years ago they used the slogans more and they had all these clever sayings and things. The first meeting I went to, this they had slogans up on the wall and this guy came over to me, a complete stranger, and he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, read that one. And it was, misery is optional. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but I do today. <laughs> I certainly do today, I thought, you know. Anyway, that gave me advice. I was pretty anti. Uh, yeah, but I'm grateful today. And um, I do know what they were talking about now. I can see. I wanted to argue with everything, really. It didn't apply to me, and I was a good little girl, and what, you know. But um, today I see the whole world and AA differently, and I'm grateful. Mm. So how have you managed to stay sober? Can you describe that process to us? You know, what have you done to ensure your sobriety? Well, someone else pointed out to me that I wasn't very humble, and that was what really humility. I um, looked it up in the dictionary, because <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> but, um, yes... And I, one of the things it said was being teachable, and it just struck me, being teachable. And um, I thought, yeah, right. So I started following the AA program, doing the right things. Um, and, and I got, people wanted to talk to me in AA, and that was a bit unusual. I couldn't understand that. <laughs> so I talked to people, and they were, you know, people were helpful 
and I got friends and um, I did my prayers and I did the turned up hundreds of meetings. I still do lots of meetings. Um, yeah, so I've retired now, obviously, and I've got time to get to meetings too. So, um, and I've got a good life today. And, and how important has service been in, as part of your recovery? Well, in the beginning, I, service scared me a lot because I thought I don't know the answers and I'm just bewildered by this whole thing. But um, when people started wanting to talk to me and ask questions and things like that, um, and I didn't mind being a library person or those sorts of things. So I suppose it's been very slow. I probably do a bit more now, but, yeah, um, it's gratitude too, isn't it, um, that you do these things. You do want to pass it on somehow because someone's done it for you so how would you describe yourself in the life you have today do you how do you feel within yourself um yeah a lot different i've changed one huge amount and even that i'm still working on it you know my self-esteem was one of the things well yes and that i have a right to an opinion and um I may not always have the right opinion, but I have a right to have one. <laughs> uh, these sorts of things have been a real change in my life. It's made a big difference to me working this program has. Yes, I couldn't, I, I'd have committed suicide without the program. It's that simple. Mm. Mm. What about your relationship with friends and family? Uh, I get on well with my sister, um, all my in-laws and relatives don't speak to me. That's not never. <laughs> uh, so that's sort of a bit tricky because you can't make amends to people that um, won't speak to you. But um, I've got a lot of friends and um, my son, um, I've got two sons, one in London, and I get on well with them, although they're so far away, and I get on well with my son in Christchurch. And, um, yeah, but I have got lots of friends in AA and yeah, and neighbours. I get on well with my neighbours and all that sort of thing. Instead of hiding, hoping they never turned up at the house and found me drunk. <laughs> so have, what goals have you got for the future? Well, at my age, what I um, goals for the future is, I guess, I'm grateful. You know, I can still think. And one of the goals that I have is, you know, that um, I keep thinking and I don't <laughs> start, you know, thinking that a drink would be okay. That's really important to me. I mean, I could, my mother had dementia and you think, and she wanted to drink and um, that scares me a bit. So I think that's my main goal is to stay sober forever. Yep. Thanks, Jane. AA is described as a spiritual program. What does spirituality mean to you? How does spirituality differ from, differ from religion? Well, we were packed off to church at school, and I love the music and all that sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but what, what I think, the thing that helped me, and I heard that in AA too, was 
we are spiritual beings having a human experience and that spirituality is actually inside us and addiction is, um, you know, the problems going to the wrong address sort of your inside feelings that you think the way you feel inside um, and addiction takes those feelings over and if you replace it with spirituality, well, you're doing okay. So it's a wonderful description. Have you got any suggestions for anybody that might be listening that think they might have a drinking problem? What would you suggest for them? Uh, well, um, I don't know if my the way I did it was a very good example. <laughs> but um, the keep coming back thing that I did do that, I heard that, and I did it, and I did it, and I did it, and eventually it worked. And um, yeah, I wanted to argue and carry on, but um, the keep coming back was very helpful to me, and it does work. Are there any specific questions you'd ask somebody to help them decide whether they need help? Uh, that's a bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you've got to be ready, don't you? Inside, you've got to be ready, and uh, there's nothing you can do if they're not ready. That's right. Thanks, Jane. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do on a daily basis to maintain your sobriety and recovery? Yes. Well, every day I do my readings. I've got quite a pile of readings. I do my AA books, but I've got some other um, self-help book daily reading things that I read too. And I do um, ring up a friend in the fellowship and discuss some of the readings with her and that that's amazing um instead of the speed reading that I used to do <laughs> I think ha ah, that's out of the way I've done that <laughs> get on with my day um yes so that's I found that really helpful and I do five AA meetings a week and I do get to one Al-Anon meeting as well so, um, yes, and then if I've got any time after I've done all that and talking to people on the f in recovery, I talk to people on the phone, um, I might have to do some housework or something. So <laughs> it's much better to do recovery stuff than housework. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. So what would you suggest for any listeners that think they might have a drinking problem and they're thinking, maybe I should go to AA? Well, I would suggest that they do go and keep going. Um, but yes, because um, I don't have the answers for anyone else, really. And um, I haven't seemed to do very well at advising people what to do and <laughs> lots of things. But um, yeah, I just believe that AA works. Yeah. Thanks, Jane. Good one. Okay. So... Jane, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. All oh, right, it's been amazing, actually. Um, I was a bit terrified, but <laughs> and you found out we don't bite. No, you so, don't. For That's our good. listeners, if you've related to anything that you've heard or would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800 AA Works. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. 
Join us next week to hear more from AA members sharing their experience. Our show airs every Monday at 5.30pm on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesday at 12.30pm. You can also find podcasts of our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz or you can download, subscribe and listen to podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. But if you want to stop, we can help. You don't have to do it alone. So can we now close the meeting here with the serenity prayer together? As we do at every AA meeting. God, God, grant me me the serenity serenity to accept accept the things things I cannot change, change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.